Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck Tonight, episode 195. I'm shaking, I'm shivering, I don't know how I'm going to work this week. It is AFC Championship Week with Maniac, show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza, the only place to get your pizza this weekend. Get to picassospizza.net, and who do we have as the Bills are going to Kansas City this weekend, and a big Buffalo Sabres win last night. Matt Bove from WKBW. Let's go. You don't stop, you don't, you don't, you don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda flows and what you take magically regenerates on supermarket shelves. Folks, and like I said, we have Matt Bove from Channel 7 News tonight. Matt, how fired up are you for this weekend? Very fired up. I mean, guys, we're all around the same age. We haven't seen a Bills team this good in our lives before. This is crazy. This is It's foreign territory for all of us. It's going to be an awesome week. Is it fair to say yeah. nobody knows how to act? I mean, we're talking about everything. Like, people are telling people what to think about injuries. They're telling people, you know, how to prepare for the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, it's just an unbelievable fan experience. No one knows how to act. Nobody knows no. what to do. And this is probably like the funnest week in the last 30 years to be a Buffalo Bills fan. If you are a fan, like you're just yeah. super hyped up about the game. You're trying to find out everything you possibly can about the Mahomes concussion. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Who was there last time? You know, like oh, there's so many different things that you can follow. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's going to consume all of our lives for the next six days. And this question is for both you guys. What were your expectations for the Bills going into the season? We'll start with Matt. You know, it's funny you say that. So I, um, on camera, told our friends Jenna Cottrell and Dan Fates from Wham before the season started that if this team didn't win two playoff games, it would be a failure. And they both looked at me and they were like, that's wild. And after they won their first game, I actually dialed back a little bit and I thought about that. And I said, like, okay, I was wrong. If they lose to the Ravens, you can still say that this season would quote unquote be a success because 
Josh took the steps that he took. He looks like he's the real deal. They finally won their first playoff game. Maybe it was a little bit greedy to think that they were going to actually win two of them. So I think that going into it, I thought that two playoff games should be the expectation. Now that I've seen how good you have to be to win two playoff games, I think that, you know, like realistically just winning a game should have probably been enough, but now it's like this team has exceeded expectations from pretty much everybody. I think we all knew they were going to be good, but I don't think we all thought they were going to be playing in the AFC championship and like not that big of an underdog either. It's basically a pickup. Matt said the word himself, expectations. I think that it's been about getting over the hump as a Buffalo sports fan, whether it was breaking the drought. I mean, it was kind of going into this year for me, winning a playoff game. I think clinching a home playoff game via winning the division was also a legitimate goal. I think that a lot of Bills fans, if you had said the only thing they're guaranteeing you before the year is that they win the division, a lot of people would have signed on that dotted line for sure. Um, But now that they've done it, I'm in the same boat as Matt, especially given the fact, I know this isn't like a new take or anything, but they are two games even in the playoffs. They are playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl And they haven't played, like, a complete game yet. Like, they have not played a great game on defense and a great game on offense in one game. The special teams take it completely out. I mean, they still have plenty of potential to do that this week in Kansas City, Al. Yeah, and you're right, Maniac. That's the scariest part. No complete game. And we're kind of – aren't we kind of waiting still for that, like, big Allen performance too? We haven't really had that just yet, like that 354 TD game. I mean, a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that story is just written for you right there. And this is what? Round two, part two. Saturday night, what do we have? Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, round two. This is Chiefs, Bills, round two. I know it's not that. <laughs> Are you going to get what I'm saying? Like, this yeah, is round no. two. That I mean, first if matchup- you're a Bills fan, and, and I, I, I Matt has a better perspective on this than any of us, like, you're optimistic going into this matchup right now. I mean, you don't have any real injuries you're worrying about that are dragging on. I mean, Stephon Diggs, Beasley, Brown, they all came out unscathed. Gabe Davis is good to go. Allen, nothing to worry about. O-line, nothing to worry about. Nothing on the defense. The Chiefs obviously don't have to get into the details of the injury they worry about because it's a 24-7 news cycle right now. I do think Mahomes is going to be cleared. I think that's all but a certainty. I think there's actually 0% chance that he's not cleared. So you got to prepare to play him. Um, But with that said... I mean, it's just wild week, wild week. I, I can't even grab it. I mean, the fans, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is to Al's point. Let me show you this. So this is old-fashioned pen and paper right here. I'm not going to make you try and read it. So earlier today, for our 6 o'clock newscast, I wanted to go through and see the differences between when the Bills played the Chiefs earlier in the year, just the basic numbers compared to since then. All right, so here they were weeks one through six. The Bills offense averaged 26 points. On average, they allowed 28 points, which is weird because they were four and two, but they had two games where they got pretty, you know, pretty handily by Tennessee and then Kansas City. So they had actually a minus 11 point differential. So averaging 26 points, averaging giving up 28 points, minus 11 point differential. Since the Kansas City game, the Bills are averaging 32 points on offense. They're averaging giving up 19 and a half points, and their point differential is plus 155. So since the Kansas City game, they're almost scoring a touchdown more every game. They're giving up a field goal less every game, and their margin of victory is just ridiculous. So these are very different teams from week six to now. And and how about where Kansas City's been trending, right? They they played, played, yes. 
they don't every game that they play is close it's weird like you know what i mean that that mean, when you let your opponent stick around eventually you're gonna get you know bit in the stefan diggs like the a word i don't know i can i could probably say it on here but like yeah. oh no you won't do it you won't do you're it you're gonna get bit in the ass oh, <laughs> shit. you but are gonna I, get bit in the ass and here's the reason why i'm having it doesn't matter how good you are but when your stretch of games from november 8th is one by two one by four one by three one by six one by six one by three one by three lost by 17 going into the playoffs and then you win by five you are playing with Fire! Randy Orton pun not intended. Let's go. The Bills are in the spot. The Bills are playing their best ball. And the biggest thing, it's not even the points or the points against for me, Matt. You got a fully healthy Tremaine Edmonds. Edmonds yep. was still coming off that shoulder injury when they played originally. And Matt Milano back in the lineup. That is the biggest piece of this Bills defense. Yeah, John Brown in that game was still banged up. John Brown didn't have a catch in that game. Cole Beasley. I mean, last week, don't count last week. Last week was weird. You're expecting more from Colt Beasley than you got the first time that these two teams played. And, I mean, Stefan Diggs had a touchdown in that game, but it wasn't the, quote, Stefan Diggs dominant game like we've seen this year. I, I mean, it, it, when you look at the Kansas City side, too, like, I know they've ran all over the Bills, and I don't anticipate that's going to happen this time. But the Bills really did do a good job keeping their weapons in check, especially like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Like, those guys did not have games they're used to having when they played earlier in the year. Tyreek Hill has had a great amount of success. Sorry, Tredavious White has had a great amount of success against Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and Hill was what? In that game, three for 20. Kelsey was five of 65 with two touchdowns. And the Chiefs are banged up right now. They have key injuries on the defense. Clyde Edwards, I mean, Sammy Watkins. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're pretty banged up as well. Um, And, yeah, in that game, wasn't Edmonds was playing hurt too? Yeah, so he's Uh, coming back from the shoulder. Yeah, Allen was still playing a little banged up, and what are the Bills undefeated when Milano plays? Um, ooh, that's a good one. I don't know that one off the top of my head, but I, I would think I don't know if he played in Arizona. No, he didn't. He was still gone. So yeah, I think they would be undefeated when Matt Milano plays. So, and, and perhaps most importantly, undefeated since Nate Gary shaved his mustache. Right? I mean, let's face it. <laughs> Facts being facts. And real quick, before we get into more of the Chiefs, Al, let's jump right back to uh, the Ravens matchup, obviously. A crazy yep. game. Uh, Matt, the takeaway from that, Ravens having to go to a silent count, um, yeah. kind of weird stuff. I mean, I was banging on the bleachers, and I've never seen the bleachers moving and reverberating because obviously yeah. the other person down the row was hitting them hard as well. I've never seen them moving as much as well. I mean, Bills fans were just finding ways to make noise. It's cool the way that they have the the seating and the press box set up. So normally there's way more people there, but because of COVID this year, we're really, really spaced out. So where my seat is, is behind whoever like the national reporters are covering the game. And every week it changes with NFL Network, with ESPN, whoever is just assigned the game. But it's cool because I always get to see their perspective of what the atmosphere is like, just because they're not here every week. Like, you know, season ticket holders are, or like we are when we're covering the game. So to see them this week, like even though there was only 6,700 fans, just kind of like look around and be like, whoa, this is wild. Like this is really loud. I mean, I know Maniac, you were in there. When that Taron Johnson interception happened, that was a massive pop. That was so loud that moment. Al, Al sitting down in the lower bowl, me, sitting up, at, me yeah. sitting up in the uh, rock pile. I mean, it was basically – like I don't want to. I don't want to say I, I ingested. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I had a pop on Saturday night. Okay. Whoa. I had one pop. Okay. Whoa. I had at least a pop. 
And I don't know. I, I honestly can't explain to you what happened in the fourth quarter. I remember Lamar getting hurt, and I remember not much happening. But I I came to, and I was in I was in the boons of Clarence, just like fist pumping. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> say. But no, I mean a, an incredible experience. Taron Johnson takes it back. I mean it was literally like a movie, Matt. It was like, like for Bills fans, if you tell them you get your a, a defensive player who maybe is you know hasn't gotten as many accolades this year as all the other guys, all the other guys who get their names set every week, and then not only that, but you get a relatively stress-free fourth quarter. I mean, we're talking a relatively free stress stress-free fourth quarter in a divisional round for the Buffalo Bills. We're not even used to getting stress-free fourth quarters in the preseason. Obviously, it wasn't to the extent as like the Raiders championship game when it was just an absolute massacre and that game was done by halftime. But that was the sentiment because all of, you know, I'm from here. My family, they're Bills fans. My friends are all Bills fans. And, you know, after the game at like 1.30 in the morning, I called my parents because they were still awake and they were like, you know what? We actually enjoyed this one. Like your father wasn't pacing around the house. He was just like, okay, they got this. And for the Colts game, I got so many texts from that dude in the fourth quarter, like these pieces that are going to oh. blow in, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, uh, and that, it was a lot of fun. And Maniac, I could not imagine your view for that pick six, seeing the way he took the ball. And I'll be honest with both of you guys. My first reaction, I hit my dad. What is he doing? Go down. Like immediately yeah. go down. Like, go, I thought it was like, <laughs> don't get tackled at the three yard line yes. or two yard line. <laughs> If you look, all of sudden, arguably the best part of his run was that he kind of did like a little shoulder duck so that Andrews couldn't get him, bring him down inside the five. And then once he hit the 10, that's why Meerkat's Titanic oh. music over doesn't, doesn't <laughs> hit the crescendo until he hits the open field. It was literally like when you saw him hit the 20, from my view in 242, it was literally like a landing strip. There was Trey White. Lamar Jackson were like 15, 20 yards away, and it was Teron Johnson. I just had the Bills sideline just fist pumping. I mean, you see that replay. The Bills, it's funny. You got Bills <laughs> fist pumping. You got yeah. like Bills, like workman, like like Reed Ferguson's looking like, oh, got to go do a snap now. Like, you know, like it's like, oh my God. It's just like, what a time to be a Bills fan. How unreal is that picture from his name is Adrian Krause. He's a AP photographer. And he was the one who got the picture of Josh in the background, signaling the touchdown with Taryn, with Trey, with Lamar. Yep. Like that picture is unbelievable. That Sports is such media a cool is a shot. sport in itself. You're, you're, you are playing the entire game. You're sitting around the pre the preseason, the pregame, the warmups, yep. the opening address. You're waiting for that one moment for you to make play. And he took the perfect shot, perfect angle. You got, yeah, it was perfect. And that, like, if I was that guy, that would be hung in my house for the rest of my life, that picture. Speaking of hanging in my house, how much do you follow Darren Ravel, Matt? Uh, not a ton. I'm not, okay. a, I'm not a huge gambler, so, like, not a ton. I know he does all the Action Network stuff now, right? Yeah, yes. he's looking for them, yep. Al, yeah. tell, tell him what happened. You, you found this person with the sign down in your section? Yeah, so I saw this, this girl hold up a sign about 15, 20 rows for me, so I ran down. And I asked her, I was, I was like, do you mind if I take a picture of you? Because it was just a perfect sign. It was like listing off like the price yeah. of the ticket, the COVID test, and then at the end, priceless. I took a picture yeah. and posted, obviously, to our Twitter and Instagram. And I noticed some initial pop and maniac. I'll, you can take the rest of the well, story. Well, before, before I get you further, right now, is that the most liked post on our, in our Instagram's history? I think it's possible it is. I think it, it probably is. Okay, well, not surprising, Matt. You're probably seeing a similar reverberation over across the social networks. Um, but yeah, then we noticed the next day, someone sends us a, a DM. Did you see this? 
and it's Darren Ravel with the tweet, the Instagram post, and he tagged us no at Trainwreck Sports. Oh, I know. Oh, Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Oh, oh, that sucks. But don't, don't you love how he capitalized the T, the W, and the it's S? It's like the most proper writing of Trainwreck Sports ever, but just no tag for no reason. Oh, that stinks. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. He's That's why to... you keep playing the game. You got to play for those moments. Great. Two... It was a great a great capture by you because nobody else had that. No, I did not see another picture of that sign on social. No. Two million followers. Like, you think he meant to tag you? No, he didn't even put an ad in. There was no ad. No, that's what I mean. Do you think he just forgot to put the ad? I don't like he, that. He I don't like that be, angle. He, I like the angle more where I'm angry at him. He did He did say Instagram, so I guess. Oh, he did? Okay, 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 okay. All right. Okay. All right, that's Darren. Fine. All right, Darren. Well, let's just keep this week rolling right along. How can it get any better? Ryan Dable news. Like, he was That's good the thing. as gone. It's like, instead of worrying, we're getting good news. We're not worrying. We're getting good news. That's what I'm saying. 48 hours ago, he was good as gone. And now he's got no interviews this week. Sorry, Philadelphia Eagles. His sole focus is on the Chiefs. And you got to think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this weekend. Like, I'm talking throw the records out. I mean, ridiculous play calling. This is the Super Bowl this week. If you would have told me before the season the Bills were two and a half point dogs against the Chiefs, give me a freaking break. Like this is this is this is the Super Bowl. Somebody, uh, the Dable news is incredible, by the way. Like that's huge for the Bills. That's huge for Josh because it gives him another year to develop under Dable. And you always wonder, like you worry if the offensive coordinator leaves. There's probably going to be a little bit of regression. But as those quarterback and coordinators spend more time with each other, the longer they spend together, the less regression you'd expect as they finally leave. But someone asked me an interesting question earlier in the week. I'm going to ask you guys this. How comfortable are you? It's the Bills are down two points. There's like three seconds left on the clock. It's a 54-yard kick. Are you like taking – are you hitting the button right now? You guys were doing the win button earlier in the year. Wow, wow. what respect for the button from Bo May. Are you hitting that button right now? Ah, that is – first off, great fucking question. Yeah, somebody asked me that. I will give you a great – and I will say – now, I mean, it does – wins are supposed to be swirling in Kansas City this year, right? Am I reading 10 to 20? No, uh, oh, no. I, I have the Aaron Mankowski weather forecast pulled up right here. Perfect. Sunday night, 35 degrees. Rain showers in the evening becoming more uh, overnight. Low near 35 winds, 5 to 10. Chance of rain, 40%. Winds, 5 to 10. You know what, Matt? It doesn't matter if it's the cha-cha slide or 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 lollipop by Lil Wayne. You got to dance with who brought you. I'm hitting the button. Tyler Bass has been good for us all year. He's been good 50 plus. The distance is not an issue. I got faith in him. You saw the best kicker of all time in the NFL struggle last week. And by the way, there was an incredible thread on, I don't know if you saw it, Matt, but Justin Tucker's, one of the misses actually went in like like part of the ball was actually in the field goal and came out after after doinking it was pretty unreal i I said but it's he he struggled last year he's all right sorry he struggled last week so did justin tucker i got all the faith in the world in t-bass al that's a good question it's tough that's a tough so you're so you're saying the one play down two from 54 yeah so he makes it you win you misses it you you lose I mean, I feel like most Bills fans would hit the button. 
I yeah. said I said that you'd hit the button too. He's what? Like this I year it's really this tough, but it's it's not the with him it's not the range. It's does he yeah. make the cut or does he not? Fifty four yes. for him is like yeah. forty five for Hauschka was last year. Like it's not the distance, it's does he put it through? And if you're giving your I think it's probably a fifty fifty shot. And a fifty fifty shot against mm-hmm. the Chiefs to win is, you know, better odds than you'd get at the casino. So two things. I, I, I want to ask you both then. Since we're getting into hypotheticals, we're talking about how Dable is going to be going crazy, and I agree. I think he will. Over, under, I'm going to go both of you right now. Over, under 20 minutes into this game until the first razzle-dazzle. Under. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you break it out early. Road underdog, right? Well, they did it. So I'm thinking the Houston playoff game, they did oh. it early in the game. Yep. The Arizona, Arizona game. game was early in the first game. First drive, I think. Yeah, so I would think that if they were going to do it, they would do it early. Under 100%. Even my GM Smokey has been saying, like, how the play calling has been so vanilla. Like, they're not they're, – they're, they're just say, – they're, they're holding on to stuff. Doesn't it make you and think like, like they're playing chess right now? Like they're dude, holding they are holding on to stuff. something. I don't know yes. what they're holding on to because there's a lot. There's a lot. I don't know if they got a rook in L3 or whatever the hell it is, yep. but – they're, like, especially the Colts game plan was especially booty cheeks. Like, every, like something was held back with the Colts game plan. Like, they just played that out. But, but, but same thing with Baltimore. Yeah. I'm thinking of that Baltimore game. One of my favorite plays was that, was it like a third and two that, uh, that played a Knox when he was just, wide open to get that key ball, first down? Up, up in the air, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, this game is going to, like I said, Dable, it wants to make L.A. look like complete fools. Yep. Hopefully, knock on wood, heading to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a great play calling game from Dable. One of the biggest things about the win, if they lose, he's probably their head coach. Teams get antsy. Like, teams don't want to wait. So they keep going. The Bills keep winning. And that's why the system is flawed. Because, like, you should be rewarded if your team has this kind of success. But teams get antsy. Like, when the Bills fired Rex Ryan, like, they weren't waiting around until after the playoffs. They went out and they got Sean McDermott. Like, teams just get antsy. They don't want to have a head coaching vacancy for more than a month. And when you win, then you kind of take yourself out of those conversations. And speaking of this Dable run, you just said it yourself. When the Bills hired McDermott, that was actually a year after he was, like, the hottest candidate. Was it not, Matt? Because they had gone to the Super Bowl a year before – on the back of that defense, Thomas Davis, Luke Keekley, um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, a bunch of names. And, yeah, and McDermott didn't have as good of a year, or that defense, Carolina, didn't have as good a year the next year, but he was able to still capitalize on the capital, something that Dable's going to do. One more over-under for you guys, hypothetical, since we're talking before we get into the actual nitty-gritty and uh, wind it down here. If the Bills win, over-under 13,000 people at prior aviation. That's such a great question. My brother brought that up a couple days ago. Under. How many people were there? Under. I would That's guesstimate that like three to four thousand. I was. I was gonna. I was not there. Um, our photographer who was there said he would have guessed between two and three. Okay, you, perfect. You, two you, to you four. Said, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I, so I sign up on that range same, all day. It's in the same ballpark. I'd say under thirteen thousand is a lot of. I hear it. i'm telling you i think whirly cayuga all the way to charlie the butcher could get shut down um with people it's a late i I really think it well six oh you're right 640 playoff games yeah and and it's or oh no no the kansas city time isn't effective 640 you're doing post game at like 10 10 30 
They're probably on the plane coming home by 11.15. I would, I don't know what the direct, because there's no direct flights from Buffalo commercial. I would bet that's probably two hours. Okay. So it's okay. probably a 1.15, like, landing but it's a 115 on a sunday like monday is a work day for people the last one was a saturday True. That's an, okay that that's another good point the last one was a saturday into a sunday yeah that was denver right into a monday yep okay that's such a that's such a okay. good point the saturday and sunday factor i mean i think that's it can, what makes my line so sharp al i i think it can approach 10k 13 is probably pushing it i'm gonna go with the under but it would not shock me if it got to 10K um, with a build win because this is once-in-a-lifetime type stuff. I don't think work's a big factor for Monday. It's going to be a big factor for a lot of people. I think a lot of people have already taken off. Minimum half-day, day off. I mean, I don't think people, bosses, are they going to expect people to work that next day if the Bills win? Mine. I mean, I... <laughs> my, my... Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> when you're as good-looking as you are, the expectations are uh, skyrocketed. And real quick, I know we're wrapping up. It's 7 o'clock. Sabres hockey about to get underway. Maniac, give the people the rundown. You're going to KC. We are going to KC, so I'll be there Friday. I mean, I don't know who the bigger rival is for me this weekend. The people of Kansas City, Andy Reid, or Patrick Mahomes' wife, fiance. I, I think that the, I have to pick one matchup, and I just have to keep on doing it. I don't think the people of Missouri deserve anything. I think they've been okay. I haven't run into any pompous Chiefs fans online. I think they're pretty, they're pretty, you know, level-headed. Like fan base. It's, yeah, you're dealing with like two. It's the parallel universe of like. I could, I couldn't imagine what would be happening if the Bills won the Super Bowl and the next year they were home in the AFC Championship as a favorite. I, I would, I would lose my brain. Oh, it would be wild. But, but I will be there. We're gonna be doing all kinds of breakdowns, courtesy of Picasso's Pizza. And speaking of breakdowns, again, we'll have a lot this weekend in Kansas City. Keep an eye yep. on that. No breakdowns last night from the Sabers. Al, they get into the win column, one and two. Matt, well, I know we're wrapping it up here. Sabers puck drop is just a couple minutes away. Reason for optimism or just brief flash in the pan? Can I say in the middle? There's reasons to be optimistic, but I don't think last night was the reason to be optimistic. I think last night was kind of just like a really crappy game from the Flyers and the Sabres took advantage of it. But I do think that the Sabres team is better. I mean, I, I think I told you guys a little bit ago, I think that they are a team that could maybe sneak their way in, but probably won't. But that's kind of, I think they're like a team that's going to finish fifth or fourth. And they, look at him, he's got the scissors there. I think they're gonna oh, they're gonna be right on that. Board. I mean, they got some secondary scoring last night, and they got a really good game from Carter Hutton. I don't think you bank on Carter Hutton only letting in one goal most nights, and I also don't think you're banking on Curtis Lazar getting two goals. So there was some secondary scoring. It was a good step, but yep. you're gonna get everything from the Flyers tonight. So tonight will be a bigger. Wait, I didn't see that. Is Hutton back in that again tonight? No, I don't. I they had they didn't even announce it. We talked they to Kruger this morning. And he said he wouldn't, but all three of them skated this morning. So. I would bet it's Olmark, but that's, oh, just okay. a, that's just a guess off of him skating this morning. And right. Matt, you just booked the flight for Kansas City yourself, getting back to that. Who are, you, are you going with anybody else from WKBW? I mean, that convoy in Houston was incredible last year. Yeah, yeah it'll be myself and uh, Hannah Bueller. Has Bueller been on the show before? <laughs> oh, no, oh. Bueller has not, uh, not had the pleasure. No, yeah, it'll be me and Bueller. She'll uh, she'll make sure she takes care of all like the fan angles and all that stuff. And uh, 
We're going to do our show tentatively, breaking news here. I think we're going to do our show live there Friday night at 7.30. Um, so we'll be, you know, outside Arrowhead with all the stuff going on. But it'll be fun. Obviously, I've never covered an AFC championship game before, so I don't really know what to expect. Just like I promised my mom, even though I'm going to be in Missouri, I'm still going to be protocoling like I'm in New York State. Social distancing and everything. Let's get some content, though, Saturday. That'll be great. By the way, confirming what Matt was talking about, Lance Lazowski says of Buffalo News, Carter Hutton, likely the Sabres starting goalie as we oh, begin this game. There you go. Wow, Carter Hutton back-to-back <laughs> nights. Okay. I did take the Flyers minus 130. Oh, man. <laughs> so you're a little <laughs> nervous now. Carter Hutton make you a little nervous. No, no, I'm actually, I feel better about that. If it was all Mark, I might be like, okay, they might get the sweep. Hunting back-to-back nights, uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. As we sign off here, two more things. Two for two more things for me, and then you guys are good to, you guys are good to go for free behavior. One, Bove, if we make the Super Bowl, will Joe B let you slam a snowball over his head like he did to you? Uh, absolutely not. His hair is way too impressive. I don't think he would let me do that. Okay. Al? Yeah. Talk to him about the ticket. Oh. Oh, so I have two tickets. Uh, one ticket. I decided back in the week, the weekend of the Steelers game, I knew that if the save, or if the Bills beat the Steelers, uh-huh. that AFC odds and Super Bowl odds were going to flip. So I'm like, yeah. I got to get my money in now on the AFC championship and the Bills Super Bowl. So I bet the Bills win the AFC 8-1 to odds. Um, after the Steelers game, it went five to one. So I got that for one sixty for fifteen hundred, and then for the Super Bowl, I got it at seventeen to one. After that game, it moved to plus eleven fifty, and I got the Super Bowl at like a hundred twenty for over like twenty one hundred. So it's massive. I, I got I got I, I just thought about it. I'm like, if they beat the Steelers, they're creeping up. They're number two to KC. So God bless you. Good luck. Oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a lot on the line these next three weeks. I'm very excited. No kidding. Yeah, they were one of our photographers at our station was talking about how much he needed to comfortably bet on Saturday to ensure that the Bills were going to win. So he went and put a bunch of money on the Ravens' money line, and he was like, this is a donation to Bills fans everywhere because if I bet the Ravens' money line, I guarantee the Bills win. I was like, all right, well, oh, if it listen, works for I'll admit it. I put 50 bucks on Ravens' money line parlayed with some other stuff just to just – if it happens, then okay. You got it. You have to. As a gambler, if you have so much riding on an AFC championship in a Super Bowl, 50 bucks, got to do it. I'll be more than happy to lose that to now have life in this Sunday. And two and a half, three-point dogs. It's crazy. That's a a couple of people, um, a couple of my buddies were talking about, they're waiting for it to go to three and a half. They're like, they love it if they can get it, if it gets to three and a half. Wow, sounds like Beauvais is in the Sharp Network. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You're you're, you're betting the number, not the team. Most definitely. And I, I lied. I had one more thing. Three times the charm. Bove, Royal Rumble pick. It's 12 days away. I don't, I honestly, I like, I don't think I have watched. It'll since make the last it funnier. Um, <laughs> who is that guy? We have a producer at work who was watching Raw last night. And there was a, they were featuring a guy in a segment. Um, Drew McIntyre, could he win it? Is Drew he McIntyre already... is the current WWE champion, man. Okay, so not him. Uh, not what, like... about, um, what about uh, 
the the other guy who was on there um mustafa ali mustafa ali okay leader of the retribution faction very possible al do you have a royal rumble pick uh i like dustin poirier to upset mcgregor this weekend okay great pick great pick great pick i'm gonna take shinsuke nakamura he wins it again this is artist of strong style matt thank you for joining us again sir Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy this. Enjoy the week. I know it's stressful, but enjoy Seriously. the week. It's, it's it, you got to like sing it like it's the most stressful time of the year. It's like an over, overlying like positive no, thing. I can't just finish the Christmas stuff. Pulled the plot. Like I enjoyed it way too long. I was in the I was in the spirit like November 1st. So now I'm like out of it, basically. Very fair, very fair. So you go you go November 1st to like Martin Luther King Day um i'll be very i'll be very real with you on the other side of this laptop the christmas tree is still up because my wife won't take it down because she said it's bad luck because if the, she takes it down the bills are gonna lose i mean, I, I, apl- I, mean I applaud her great great thing i mean that's fair you know like we're you know the, the, the journalists like we take ourselves out of it but she's like super hardcore she facetimes me in the press box on saturday to ask Joe if the Bills would win because she didn't believe me all week telling yeah, her. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good for she nothing. Wanted, she wanted Joe's opinion, not mine. Huge, that's big. I, wow. can, I face, can I FaceTime you this Sunday to get Joe's opinion? Sure. Okay, huge, huge. <laughs> Folks, all right, guys, time to wrap at it up. Matt underscore yep. Bove. Give him the follow. He's earned it. Show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza, once again, a very special week, AFC Championship week. Enjoy it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Matt, Maniac, Degenerate Al. Cheers, guys. Cheers, boys. Good night.